Hey, Woken Free Nation, Newsly is an audio app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time in the history of the internet, the entire web becomes listenable. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. Stop scrolling. Start listening. You can follow any topic as specific as you like, from sports, science, to Bitcoin, or even one of your favorite celebrities. It will find you the latest articles and read them to you aloud. And they have podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 50 countries. Our podcast, Woken Free, is there too. Now, let's get into the episode. Hi, it's Natasha. And Khalil. And we are the co-hosts of Woke Woke and Free. Free. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to our 305th episode of Woke and Free. If you've been tuning in every week for Woke and Free Wednesday, you know that Woke and Free is all about being real and honest with each other and you. We talk about everything and anything important to us, you, the world, and nothing is off the table. This week, we have to talk about what's going on uh, with affirmative action. And specifically, the question is, is affirmative action needed for equality in school? So before we dive deep into the subject, Mm. a couple of things to cover. Yeah, this is going to be a heavy one. Uh, First, have you gone to WokenFree.com not only to listen to the episode, but have you downloaded it through the Podbean app? If not, please do so immediately. If you have the app, then you can put in your comments. And we know y'all have thoughts on this. So don't be shy. (laughs) Please, please, please do get the app so you can share your thoughts about affirmative action with us, wherever you stand on the topic. Next, if you listen to podcasts on a device where you can't put on another app like the Podbean app, then that's a little bit sad. Uh, But that's okay. What you can still do is go to WokenFree.com and then go to the Listen tab and then pick your platform of choice where you're going to follow and subscribe to Woken Free. So you'll find the show on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, subscribe to our YouTube channel, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora. It's a woke and free world where most podcasts are consumed. You will find this show. So make sure you do that. Also, through Podbean on WokenFree.com, you're able to click subscribe to follow the show. And on social media, we'd love for you to engage with our social content on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Pinterest, and LinkedIn at Woke and Free. Now, if you have 90 seconds, which is more of a question, more of a statement, less of a question, really, because we know that you have 90 seconds, like, let's stop playing games. So what we'd love for you to do with those 90 seconds is to review the show. Why? Because we want to know how the show's feeding into your life. So best way to do that, go to WokenFree.com, go on the Listen tab, and then pick your platform of choice where you will review the show. And thank you in advance for the five-star readings. Fantastic. Kicking it to you now, Khalil. All right, I'll take it from here. Before we start this conversation, how about we share a little bit about ourselves? This week, we are asking, would you rather hang glide or windsurf? Pointless. Uh, Hang glide. Okay, that's your final answer? I mean, I'm not doing either, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sure. For this fictional foolishness, I will. <laughs> Why does there have to be alliteration for the answers? Because I got it like that, though. Oh, so okay. we're going to hang glad. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> see, I, I, I don't know if you you put any thought into this because I, I couldn't see you doing the hang glide versus the windsurf. I'm not doing either. That's what I'm trying to tell you. But, <laughs> there no sense. That's the whole point, but this is a you rather. Know, would you be a dragon or an icicle? I'm getting Yeah, see, like... that's easy answer. Everybody would be the dragon over an icicle. Exactly. Why would you want to be something that melts in someone's mouth? You don't want to do that. You're gross. <laughs> <laughs> the icicle is no... 
that's no fun to do. Answer the question. But I'm, I'm answering <laughs> for you first because I got to tell you one thing. You yes. realize the hang gliding, you know, you're going to be in the air above yeah, the like earth. Yeah, like in the <laughs> Jurassic Park number three. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be above the earth. You okay? Not with that? above. Well, you mean yeah, in exactly the air, though. though. Yeah, it's above the earth. No, well, this land of the surf, but the we're vast, still on the yeah. planet of Earth. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, it's, it's debatable, like, right? What is what is on the planet? Where does space begin? Where does Earth end? It is. A, it's an age-old question that no one can answer for sure. You'll be above when does space the begin? land. Exactly. But you'll still be on planet Earth, though. Well, it's in debatable. the air of, of uh, you're, you're, adjacent to the Earth, you, you won't you won't be in the stratosphere at least. Correct. You're, you'll be in that lower level. I I of chose the that answer because I like that scene from okay. Jurassic Park so you, three where the pterodactyls eat the the step the stepdad so you, stepfather yeah and then the kid has to figure out and had how to survive and it just seemed like a cool thing to reenact but you for rather, this fictional foolishness you rather put your really life at that. risk though basically than the wind i think surfing. both are foolishness but the, i recommend I, 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 a little I more dangerous t- tip my hat to anyone who does it god bless which you. one either of them have fun but you'll give know, them more to the hang gliders who really risk I their know. lives I, I don't know people who are doing either so but you can just think or about maybe I haven't, you know what? That let me take that back. Yeah, they may I not have mentioned it to you. Anyone in my life, if they've done either of the these mo- things. Well, yeah, I can't say, but the windsurfing is, you can do that at a lot of places. The hang gliding, mm-hmm. you can't do anywhere. Mm-hmm. That's a very trained, yeah, specialized I think, didn't sport. Yeah, they do it in, did they <laughs> do it in Costa Windsurfing, you can do Rica almost anywhere. Some, some specialty island, they did it on the Jurassic Park number three. So I'm not For sure. the hang gliding? Yeah, I'm not sure where they were. Because you usually need a, you need a out, nice, uh, like a, a cliff basically to mm-hmm. take off from is yeah, how the hang gliding works. Yeah, Windsurfing is incredible because you could do it in any ocean. Is that your answer? Uh, well, my answer is I've done, I've done neither. So the thing mm-hmm. that I would want to do first is I would start with the windsurfing because okay. that just seems at least that's more down to earth, right? It's not in, the atmosphere where things can happen. Oh. Uh, I think that things could go down if you're in the sky. And I don't know. I mean, it's not that I'm scared of it, but I'd rather do windsurfing first just because I can do that anywhere. And just like with the question today, this is, happens everywhere, right? Affirmative action is occurring at all the colleges. But with the new Supreme Court ruling, what's actually going on with affirmative action all right. Well, first, let's define it. So I found a definition on investopedia.com that I thought would be good to share. Affirmative action refers to a policy aimed at increasing workplace and educational opportunities for people who are underrepresented in various areas of our society. It focuses on demographics with historically low representation in leadership and professional roles, and it's often considered a means of countering discrimination against particular groups. So that's just like... Let's just start with some shared language there. Whether folks agree or disagree, that is a definition that we can be le- that can be leveraged for this conversation. Next, when you go to kcra.com, and again, all of our links, if you're new to Woken Free, will be available in the episode notes. You can just click on them and read the articles yourself. And if you aren't already aware, the Supreme Court last week struck down affirmative action in college admissions, declaring race cannot be a factor. Uh, and forcing institutions of higher education to look for new ways to achieve diverse student bodies. And uh, what was challenging about this is the court's conservative majority overturned admission plans at Harvard and the University of North Carolina, the nation's oldest private and public colleges, respectively. The de- oh. Yeah, the decision essentially 
follows, as we all know, last year's momentous abortion ruling that overturned Roe v. Wade, uh, which marked the realization of a long-sought conservative legal goal, this time finding that race-conscious admission plans violate the Constitution and a law that applies to colleges that receive federal funding, as almost all do. So these schools will now be essentially forced to have to reshape their admissions process, especially top schools that are more likely to consider the race of applicants like some of our Ivy League schools. And the the article goes on to share kind of the different perspectives of the different justices. So like what did just Chief Justice John Roberts feel about it versus Justice Clarence Thomas versus Justice Sona, Sonia Sotomayor or, uh, you know, uh, I think our newest one, Justice Katanji. Yeah. And she, what I loved uh, when I saw in this article is that <laughs> it stated that uh, that justice felt that the court's, fr- the court's first black, as the court's first black female justice, she called this decision truly a tragedy for us all. And so <laughs> super, uh, for me, at least how I feel about this decision as well, super yeah. f- fitting uh, because the same way that I, I am still shocked over Roe v wade being overturned i am like I, I, especially as someone who's gone through law school i find this to be just deeply troubling for our nation i feel like we're taking so many decades steps back uh for when it comes to protecting the rights of those who are different disenfranchised in this country which are women for roe v wade and people of color <laughs> for uh, uh the affirmative action but you know more to discuss in this uh, in this episode of course but that's kind of a little bit of a summary of kind of what has happened uh currently and and you know what's what's but, going on uh, a good, I mean, just in general, is a problem with Roe v. Wade was that was just a court ruling. Really, we needed a law in place that just protects abortion. I mean, the Supreme we need a federal Court, federal law, I'm, but that's not a law; that's a ruling. Course, so that's why it can be course. overturned well, easily. And that's where law is better. It's a little bit harder course, for them just it, to strike it down. <laughs> by Roe v. Wade being overturned, it allowed for now states yeah. to make their decisions. So now and the states some decide states but, that are more conservative. And I really and blame. Like I mean, <laughs> for this, I blame the the presidents that we have because they needed to to put forth well actually i shouldn't say the president but it should be congress because they need to put forward federal a, mandates yeah, yeah they need mm-hmm. to put forward a law that would protect abortion we can't of just course. rely on court rulings that's because yeah they can be overturned you see even after years and years of being the laws can be okay. you know undone as well right? but, like, but it's a lot know, i think harder. it's a yeah. lot harder right they don't just oh, yeah. no, overturn we needed laws federal mandates at least for, have the federal protection well then, i think within both spaces of the protection of women's rights especially for well, abortion yeah, but then also I mean, number one for you know thinking through college admission and what it means historically why we had affirmative action to now have this go I think away that's, is, is challenging and this the basis of why we're talking about it. Yeah, we got to talk about it because this is a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's it's on its face of me. It's, it's actually it's hard to be either way. I mean, to say mm-hmm. is it right to to actually Include look at somebody's race, yeah. race when all the time we say we shouldn't look at race, but then when it comes to this, we do like a reverse racism. So it's a, well, it's definitely a I mean, question. Be careful about throwing out language like that. I, I think the the purpose of affirmative action, as started in the beginning of this episode, is not reverse discrimination. Right? Yeah. It's not to make space for people of color or people who are disenfranchised at the detriment of those who are not diverse. The point is to provide equalization, given historically that college 
colleges and universities did not allow people of color or women, right, to attend. And so we had to have uh, a, a leveling factor like affirmative action that says, of course, of all the different things that are being considered, your academics, your activities, your recommendations, race can be a considering factor given historically how you're, you come from a community that would have not been allowed to attend for many, many moons, right? So let's not take you out and discount you because we know historically what we've done to you has been unjust. And this is not a righting of the wrong, but it is a way to provide equalization or equity uh, for for (laughs) these different people. But I mean, still you are using a a race as a factor. But it doesn't have to be. It can be, but it doesn't have to be. And if you speak to most admissions uh, officers and stuff like that, they are not going to say, oh, yes, oh, they were, you know, a person of color. Absolutely, you get in. No, it's not not that. And I feel like some people like to be very flippant with affirmative action and just say, oh, you just have to be black and you can go to Yeah, well. Lies and fairy tales. But see, that's why when this ruling is gone, they can't even say anything now. But guess what? So now. They can't be like, oh, you got in because you're racist. What what happens with admissions? (laughs) of those disenfranchised who apply now do if they drop 50 to 80 percent and interesting and then what i've heard also about this is interesting is just because they so they can't just look at your race and say all right we're considering that in your application process but you can use your if if race has called you caused you struggle which i mean come on for minorities it always does you can actually use that in your application process still so i think that's very interesting that you still can use your struggle, which if it's based on race, that's okay. So it's, uh, it's well, kind of like a way to get it, around similar to what this one block of the justices on affirmative action. Mentioned in the, in the court ruling, which is the reality is even if we want to legally say race cannot be a considerable factor, that doesn't mean that that's in practice in life. Because in practice in life, that's all black and brown lives do struggle because they are black and brown. You cannot change that it's, with the Supreme Court ruling. You would have to do a societal breakdown and change that, right? Like, but yeah, it's 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 <laughs> because reality of, of life. Because uh, reality, it's a uh, it's, it's just a human reality. created thing, yeah, right? Yeah. This because human we, created yeah because we believe in we factor or whatever practice, practices <laughs> and beliefs and, and biases that adhere to race, and so thus. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, in all of it all, it it'll it, it it'll be a factor until mm-hmm. race it will is not be a factor, until yeah. it doesn't exist societal like in society. Mm-hmm. So that's a consideration. Absolutely. Now to answer the question for today for this episode, what would you say is? Do you feel like affirmative action is needed for equality in school? I mean, I think it's interesting now is that I mean even. From I I don't know the exact start date, but mm-hmm. affirmative action it's the equality is only needed actually in PWI schools or predominantly white institutions because mm. HBCUs have no issues with that, right? Of course They're, not. Yeah. You're you're, you're gonna, that gonna was let the minorities in. the only space and, for us to attend, right? And that was like, the yeah. reason that HBCUs were created is because exactly. you couldn't get into the PWI, so you actually had to go to the HBCUs and mm-hmm. those. So it's interesting to say to say equality in school. Not necessarily, but in quality in the PWI schools, yes, because mm, otherwise we, we saw that without affirmative action, they we weren't were letting excluded. us in. Yeah. It's in mm-hmm. And that was after, you know, um, slavery, right? It was, oh, of course. This, yeah. All this discrimination yeah. is, was occurring just because they were allowed to. There's no rules that stopped them. So no, just bias I think and racism the and hatred. Yeah. The affirmative action, it definitely helped to just to equalize that. For us, yeah. But... 
I think I think now we're at a point where there are online universities that we can do. There's like a ton of them now that mm-hmm. are even accredited. You don't just have to go to University of Phoenix. There's a lot of yeah, ones okay, out there. Okay, first of all, we don't know if that is an accredited or non-accredited school. Unless I don't know if it's accredited or non-accredited, okay. but I know that they're one. They they used to advertise their online program heavily in the '90s. But you cannot claim lack of accreditation or insinuate lack of accreditation. Oh, I'm not insinuating either way. It. Yeah, I'm just saying that I don't know where you have more stands. options. Though, yes. besides that, I'm saying. Well, that's a that's a space for people to learn along with other spaces. Yes. Oh, okay. Because I know people might think that there's not is, a lot of people online can schools. Make whatever judgments we, we want to be careful about can look. any insinuations. We, as, oh, I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not uh, insinuating if they're accredited or not. Because I oh, have okay. to. Yeah, like, have I'm to just. I'm just speaking that. off yeah. the top of my head about that because I I know they're an online school, but okay. now that there's a ton of. I mean, a, a lot of oh, universities yeah. offer online programs, just general ones. So there are Ivy League schools are... that have online certificate programs. And yeah, of course. There's way many ways. If you want to learn, there's many ways. And to, then to do that. I think, and right? nowadays, yeah, just like you were saying, there's even things outside of university, like accreditation certifications that you yep. can get. That these jobs will often look, they'll overlook that in lieu of uh, even a college education. Oh, yeah. So I, I would just bring that up as like a counterpoint to affirmative if action. It's really needed. Like, like needed for mm-hmm. equality. And we're saying schooling, but let's think about education. I mean, education in general is more democratized than before just because That's of true. the, I guess, the predominance of the internet. Now you can yeah. get your education from a lot of different places. Well, what's interesting now is the pathway to success it looks very different now than it did 50 years ago or yeah. even 20 years ago. And there are many employers now that are even open to the idea of just saying, hey, you know, life experience, as we know, will always trump <laughs> educational experience because someone who has gone through a process, someone who has led campaigns, regardless of whether they studied it from a textbook or not, it's going to be more meaningful to have life experience and educational experience. Now, there are some rules that are require it, uh, like our doctors or professions uh, that require an educational uh, standing or completion. But, you know, 20, 30, 50 years from now, we'll, that may or may not change. So we have to see. But I agree with you in that how we go about the pathway for our lives is is broader and we can be a little bit more uh non-traditional but do we need to think through like why why should affirmative action be in the college admission process well there's an article i found on americanprogress.org uh that i thought they that was interesting they gave five reasons why you one should support affirmative action so we'll see if we hit all of them so the first one is students of color remain underrepresented on college campuses. And to your point, yes, we're talking about the predominantly white college campuses. We're not talking about uh, historically black colleges and universities. So uh, even to this day, we still have a disparity of the amount of people of color that are attending those schools. So for example, uh, let's see. For... Select universities that were mentioned in the article, uh, they still have a, dis- a black student's uh, enrollment disparity exists at 45 of 50 flagship state universities, meaning that the percentage of undergraduates who are black is lower than the percentage of high school graduates in that state who are black. And an example provided would be black students cons- 
constituted 50% of 2015 to 2016 high school graduates in Mississippi, were wow. ju- but were just 12.9% of University of Mississippi undergraduates. So, But did they go outside the state, maybe, that other 40%? Potentially, potentially yeah. <laughs> like, did they say, all right, we don't want to go to Mississippi schools. Yeah, maybe they outside. went out of state. But that seems problematic, right? If we're looking at kind of how our students are graduating and where they're ending up. Yeah, to your point, maybe they went to other schools and that's not a problem, but we, we'd have to, I guess, make sure we're there. the data is explainable and understandable and that people aren't being denied opportunities, right? Which I think, to your point, we're going to have to see more at this ruling. Yeah, we got to see what happened, happens, right? We're going to have to look through and probably the next two to five years is really going to be telling for us to start to see how how this affects the numbers and what the admissions process does different, if if anything, to your point, because yeah. people still can talk about their race in their essays. They still can attend, uh, you know, diverse programming that provides additional support. Like, you can't excommunicate people out of their races or cultures. So, uh, you know, this ruling is saying, hey, we're not going to use this as an admission factor, but it doesn't rebuke the idea that your race is still a play at, at play in this society. So we'll see. We'll see how it changes. Um, so that's one thing. Another thing is by having and supporting the affirmative action in schools and colleges, it prioritizes diversity benefits for students of all races. So diversity on college campuses enhances the educational experience of students of all backgrounds. Similarly, in the work environment, it's shown studies show that when you have a more diverse workforce, it is overall better and good, better business for organizations so that it it works both in the educational context as well in the workplace. And there's evidence gathered by the Century Foundation that suggests that racially integrated classrooms can reduce students' racial bias, improve satisfaction and intellectual self-confidence, and enhance leadership skills, that these benefits can translate to a better economic outcomes, uh, among other payoffs, prepare students to work better in a diverse global economy, increase productivity, effectiveness, and creativeness of teams. So ultimately, having more diverse campuses is not just a benefit to the diversity coming to the such campus, but... But it is a diversity benefit of, of all that oh, yeah. attend diversity the campus, is which, you know, for some people that may not be like standard knowledge. So I was like, that makes sense to me. Number three, affirmative action in education promotes diversity in ways to focus not on uh, ways to in ways of focus on income alone cannot. So white income can and should be considered as not not white rather while income can and oh. should be. <laughs> Uh, while income canon should be considered as part of holistic evaluation of applicants, it should complement rather than supplement the consideration of race and ethnicity. Income can serve as a good indicator of a household's ability to cover regular expenses, but it doesn't tell the whole story about the economic well-being and access to higher education. Wealth makes it easier for families to relocate to better school districts, purchase tests, preparation books, and classes, help pay for college tuition. But centuries of systemic racism and intergenerational transfers have provided white households with more wealth than households of color. And even after controlling for income, middle class income, white households typically have twice as much wealth as their Latinx counterparts and three times more wealth than their black counterparts. 
As a result, students of color, especially black students, are more likely than similarly situated white students to attend underfunded and high poverty K through 12 schools. And even when students of color have wealthy parents or attend the same schools as white students, they experience the U.S. educational system differently. So there's so that's a problem there, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they blacks need to get the same education as their counterparts it shouldn't be a difference like that's well, that's something to solve you're talking to what dr king wanted but yeah yet has and not been put into practice even in, even with in terms of <laughs> there shouldn't be a thing where oh you know i have extra money so now my kids can get more education compared to people that don't have money that should just be kind of like provided by the government they should cover that for students that want to learn more they should have the opportunity that to. would require our government leaders to acknowledge this reality and to actually make this a problem that is solvable as of right now well, it does prioritize not see, education yeah, right? it, to prioritize to democratize to make education free for children, all right like things like that will allow people to then live any district they want right it's if and and why are we attaching schooling based on districts maybe there shouldn't be and district but that's why we have like redlining issues right because because now we're putting people in worse districts they go to worse you can change the funding where only certain little areas get the biggest fundings and those minority areas don't get a lot of funding distributed wow right then we (laughs) don't have any issues you can go to any school and all the resources are going to be the same uh, highly unlikely (laughs) at this Um, point in in, time as of right now this minute but you know, 10 it's years like, from now, 20 years from now. We no, can it's it. like talking about world hunger. Exactly. <laughs> it's not, if you're not selling know, it right now. We decided that, yeah, poverty and, and hunger was something that we didn't want to live with. Hmm, I wonder what that would mean for how we distribute our funds and what we prioritize our funds with. Right? Like, yeah. we're talking about deep-rooted societal issues. <laughs> so, um, you know, it... We shouldn't, we, but people, I just want to, I always put, I bring it up in episodes like this. Yeah. But, we should never say there's no, there isn't enough money to fund this because that's definitely not true, right? We come up with money exactly. to send to other countries for help. So well, let's not lie and say you know. the funding like we just pull out billions yeah, of dollars, yeah, yeah. right? It's so, it's fascinating. I just want to put that forward. And also, as you told it's me, not a funding issue. The, the word never, right, should not be applied to when it comes to such disparity with our community because the same way folks thought we would never have a diversified White House, we did have it, right? Yeah. Like, it, it is possible. So yeah, anything's this, possible. It can be possible. It seems very daunting currently, but it is possible, and, and we shouldn't lose hope, especially even with the, the court ruling. A fourth reason affirmative action helps colleges make take steps toward greater e- equity in admissions. So... Overall, affirmative action is a mechanism, again, that has allowed historically excluded groups to attend college. Students of color have long faced systemic barriers in our American educational system, which includes exclusion, segregation, underfunding, fewer resources, and lower familial wealth. As a result, students of color are more likely to fare worse on the indicators of success that colleges evaluate for admission, which we talked about, the SATs, a standardized test taking, making it harder for people of color to access top tier public and private colleges. So race conscious admissions practices such as affirmative action attempt to remedy these inequities by encouraging colleges to take a closer look at some of the non-traditional factors that could make a student successful. Factors often overlooked in traditional admissions criteria. And wealthier, often white students are more likely to have had a parent that attended college, meaning those students are likely to benefit from those practices such as legacy preference, which I think now is in question given (laughs) 
and what's going on with the affirmative action. Yeah. Uh, in addition, white students are likely to have greater amounts of wealth and attend K through 12 schools that provide multiple ex- extracurricular activities, sports programs, and college prep resources. And those students are then considered more competitive for these top tier institutions. So affirmative actions is kind of like allowing schools to take a more holistic review and and consider race as one of many factors in a way that uh, doesn't, again, it's not. Then doesn't it say it looks at so it'll take one student, let's say they're a white student. They're just like a superstar in every mm-hmm. every every measure. Then they'll look at a black student, and it's like, I mean, well, they're doing okay, so we'll put them in because you know we out of not a, not a quota necessarily, but we want to give them not a chance. Quotas are illegal. Yeah, but, uh, but can't that happen where a white person's displaced? So this is the this is the problem, right? Like in the reality of practice of affirmative action. Schools, and it's not the affirmative action that's at issue. It's the fact that schools do have a class size limit. So in total, (laughs) (laughs) right now, if that changes, now we're talking a different game. But in reality and in practice, that currently there's a cap on how many students they can admit per class. And so if you employ saying, okay, affirmative action has gotten a person in, does that now take a space from another community? Potentially, but not because of affirmative action, but because there's a cap on how many students can attend that cap, that that uh, student class. So you size would blame that, that. You blame physical reality. Well, reality so, of resources, because again, right? If you if you take away that cap, then you now now to need to look at how what your class sizes are going to look at, how many professors you need, the types of resources, well, logistically, program, it, like it it really creates. I, a, I have a solution a, a to that already. Issue, though. The the easy answer. The meta. <laughs> And you want to teleport them there, right? Exactly. So <laughs> that's stop. what you like to do. And then the students don't have to worry about exactly. how they attend. But look, that's an infinite number of people that can be in it. Well, maybe that is. So maybe that <laughs> might be limitless. the difference. But then what if everyone oh, just so wants to go to Harvard then? And then we'd have no, all these other schools closed down then? No, that, that could be the no, issue. But, of, but what would happen is new schools would pop up or schools that you never even thought of would pop meta. up because they have a metaverse They have a metaverse professor. I mean, it's an interesting They have meta professors. You know what? Meta prof- there'd be a whole new term Like for Professor it. X? <laughs> no, <laughs> Professor X is real. So it's oh not God, even her actual professor. Professor X is real. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That, that statement oh no. it doesn't sound right on the face of it. It's not a technically true statement. But I'm talking about in terms of the if, if we were gonna if we were yeah, diving into the X Men multiverse, then we can say Professor X is real. But you're I'm talking about no. What I'm talking about now yeah. is about a, a meta professor that doesn't actually exist. Basically, an AI professor that. Oh teaches. wow, we're going to whole new levels now. So we're saying go virtually and not even be taught by a human being. <laughs> Excellent living. The yeah, best because life. humans yeah. are big mistakes. But if the robot teaches you that, exactly. it's, at least you know you're getting the exactly. same quality every time. And the fifth thing <laughs> mentioned in the article is that exactly. affirmative action helps to promote social mobility. So again, taking students that come from low-income backgrounds uh, that have been historically denied or excluded uh, will how now have the opportunity to go to these higher-rated and top-tier schools, which then increases their chance to what to uh, be more competitive for top-tier roles and jobs, and then top-tier income, which then is social uh, and economic 
economic uh, change for that person and that family, which then, again, changes the trajectory of the those people and those families involved. So it's at the I end mean, of the day, there's a lot of I mean, granted, listen, I'm biased towards it. Yeah. Uh, but those I thought were some really helpful things. And again, you'll find all the links in the episode notes so you can check it out yourself as well. Because I have one rebuttal for that last point. Yeah. And- the statistics, you know, there's statistics about the HBCUs for blacks, according to the bestcolleges.com. Mm-hmm. The top professions represented by HBCU graduates are 80% of black judges are HBCU graduates, 50% of black lawyers, 40% mm. of black members of Congress, and 40% of black engineers graduated from HBCUs. BCUs. So okay. to say that you need affirmative action just to be competitive is i don't know if that's true because you can go to an hbcu and do really well career-wise so i just know that that offer that as a point that's a really cool point a lot of people are doing that for me the what i have what i've always enjoyed about the idea of affirmative action though is that it allows you to open up the opportunities to say no like if you of course if you are interested in going to historically uh, HBCU and that's what you're looking for in that college experience because that is a certain specific type of collegiate experience you're going to get that is going to be different than a non-HBCU then great but if you don't want that HBCU experience and you want a more integrated college experience you should have that door open you should not have that door closed uh, it should be open but you know even with the door open I'd have to find I don't have the of course I don't have the link to it but Mm -hmm. But blacks who attend the PWIs compared to HBCU, they have more mental health like issues, issues yeah. during the PWI attendance versus if they're at the HBCU, they're able to yeah, flourish I mean, mentally. So but it's but I, but it's, it's also it's kind of like even too, though like yeah, it's it might, not it, one, it might one be, monolith for everything. It's true. Right? That's like, true. And what if you didn't go, like for uh, for me, I didn't consider. I mean, I did apply to an HBCU and I was granted admission, but so I didn't go to. because at the end of the day, I did not grow up in a historic, like in a majority environment that of people that looked like me. So I struggled with understanding whether or not I would have felt comfortable in a college, a collegiate experience where it was everyone looked like me, right? Because if I didn't grow up in that, then I that I don't know if I know how to handle that. To be honest, but uh, I mean, versus an integrative environment, that's what I've known my entire life. But just because so. you know something, if was it a good experience? It's like, did you grow up in it? You loved the integrated experience because then no, it's I like, mean, I grew might as well try the. I grew up in a very non- you know, I grew up and racism was a predominantly one of the biggest challenges of my childhood. But I would say by going to Penn State, uh, because I was able to interact with different types of black people that I hadn't interacted with in New York City, uh, I would say my black identity deepened and strengthened. Would it probably have been more strengthened or deepened on another level in a historically black college or university? Probably. Because then you're safe because... The thing with the HBCUs, and I didn't attend that, like, again, yeah, you just went to Penn State, just I went like to Penn State yeah. with you, but when you go to HBCU, you can explore, like, your culture a little bit easier yeah, compared to when you're at the P- PWI, because yeah. mm-hmm. you don't really, you can't do that as much. You're you're learning more about kind of their culture right there. You're not, you're a minority at that college. Yeah, yeah, you're not course. in the majority, so the experience is a lot different. I just, I mean, I just point it's, out that. It's just 
questionable. You have an it's, option. That it's not one of, or the other for yeah. everything. I just think that what I want for, say, instance, our son, when he is at the stage of life where he's thinking about college, whether he wants to go or not, we will support that decision either way. But if he wants to go, I just want to ensure that he has all the doors open. And that's what I'm concerned about the Supreme Court ruling that, like, does this then close some doors for our community and, and people of color's community? Because then that's taking a step so back in would, the nation. And, and I'm not sure. I think time will tell. I to think be just by what you, the points that you stated previously, I think it's just going to close door, doors for people that. So the, the thing, even with minorities, we're not all at the same level, right? There's minorities that do get all get extracurriculars and do get the oh, yeah, college have more prep resource and, support. and get all yeah, that. Yeah. And there's ones that don't. And it's the ones that don't. Like black, black, those are the ones who can suffer Latin from this. Suffer the most. But but yeah. the ones that aren't like the ones that are at the lower end of the poverty mm-hmm. scale, I'd say they can yeah. suffer more than of just course. general minorities. Because remember, course. we have people like the Obamas, right? Yes. I mean, their children aren't going to suffer. Well, in, they're going to the still action. Yes, but I mean, I, I, I mentioned them. in the article though, they still will not get the same. Like again, just being a black and brown person in the country means it's like. Uh, Here's a notch, like a, well, yeah, like that's a, a different, that's a different issue. <laughs> um, I think you're that's still not going to get the same resources. Yeah. That's fully. a little more, you're not going to get the yeah, same. Respect that's a little more fully. specific than affirmative action though, yeah. but yeah, it technically goes broader beyond it. Yeah. So what do you think the future looks like mm-hmm. without affirmative action? What so, will happen? This was a, this is a great question. It's a scary question, but I was happy to find on NBC News some thoughts that I think could hopefully help people think this through a little bit more. So on the article, they shared the following. There are higher edu- education experts that suggest that the expansion of recruitment efforts to include different kinds of high schools, creating pipeline programs to recruit students from community colleges, minimizing the reliance on standardized test scores are some of the ways that schools, elite schools, affect by this decision can help mitigate some of the, its effect. The article goes on to say that leaders have emphasized to reporters that while the ruling focuses specifically on barring race as a factor in admissions, it doesn't limit a university's ability to implement outreach, engagement, and retention programs aimed at enrolling diverse student bodies, which means just because race is not uh, an admission factor anymore doesn't mean that you can't have race uh, supported endeavors or initiatives and 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 I thought that's actually true like true facts before you continue though we yeah. should just not make that a footnote that standardized test score that is actually a big issue for we minorities. We talked about that in an episode. Yeah, we, we yeah. talked about and, that. And schools <laughs> are already there. doing that, absolutely. Yeah, because just relying on that, like, even SATs in, real, in and of itself is not a determining factor of you'll be it successful. Doesn't deter, yeah, it doesn't determine much because in real life, you don't take a standardized no. test, right? It's nope, not like, nope, oh, nope, I'm nope, doing nope. my job. Let me do take this. Take a test let me, at the end, yeah. Let me do multiple choice or write an essay and see if I win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not how it is works. Is the deliverable? No, the deliverable is not a test Oh, no, okay. Absolutely not, yeah. Okay, and then also the article goes on to say that uh, the federal government and the Department of Education will have an important role in providing guidance to higher education institutions around how parts of this decision by the Supreme Court should be interpreted, and that Sally Chen, the Education Equity Program Manager at Chinese for Affirmative Action, said that she hopes that this moment serves as a gateway to challenge the idea that college is a zero-sum game or the idea that if some Someone gets a spot, someone else loses a spot, which is what we kind of spoke to as well, that ultimately we need to look at like, is is some of the things that were driving the challenge and the issue with affirmative action more related to like 
school logistics. And to your point, maybe as the metaverse continues to be a more prominent part of our society, how are educations tapping into things like that to make sure that we don't have class limits or that we can broaden the totality of who can be considered for attendance and, you know, create more opportunity. Like we have to look at this as how can we, how can we see and create the silver lining that maybe is not already apparent to people? Yeah, that's some good points on Uh where it's probably going. Uh I think that another thing to mention, and this is just inevitable, is that the HBCU's black enrollment will definitely increase. Uh And I think the PWIs, I don't know if you mentioned it, but it's 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 shown it has happened at other places that have because there's been schools that have taken down affirmative action. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. those their black enrollment has decreased as of a result course, of that it. That makes sense. So <laughs> it's going to be so it's gonna, one's going to go up, one's going to go down, right? Yeah. That, so I think no matter what, that's going to happen. But you know, there's a whole bunch of other, you know, there's a whole bunch of rolling effects yeah. that we can't just as we we spoke to, we can't even. Well, fathom, we can't even anticipate. Right? I mean, but what I would know, encourage exactly. is that. Historically, black colleges and universities do speak to the idea that, like, I think that there's a, a there's a, there's going to be a, some of their student body are used to growing up in environments where they see and look like people see and look themselves and and feel comfortable with that. But there are people like you and I who grew up in mixed c- c- communities and that could be something that you want to speak to and provide solace because I, you know, I even knew someone who went from where I like the type of environment that I was from, went to an HBCU and really struggled, (laughs) really struggled with black identity, really struggled with acceptance because she wasn't of that community. She wasn't from the South. She wasn't right. Like, and then, you know, that can put some, a bad taste in people's mouth of like, Hey, I'm trying to, you know, dive in and double down on my race and my community. And I'm not even being accepted here. So, and people yeah, may, it can be or may a culture not shock. want to talk about that, but it, that's it, so it a reality. The, because it, yeah, it could be if you don't, if you don't adapt to the culture, because the yeah, Southern and culture, if, your culture is a little bit different. if the culture isn't as accepting because black Southern culture is very different than Northern black culture. But I wouldn't want to so, say it's less accepting than Northern culture. I would not like, say that's it's not, less accepting at all. No, no, yeah, no, 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 like it's not an HBCU, but oh, yeah, gotcha. black just pool money to get that's formed through black funding or, yeah. or minority funding, whoever. What, mm-hmm. what if that that could be an occurrence too? Now, oh yeah, people that's may say let's put our and let's put our money together and start a real school. I'm not going to throw shade at the guy that started a fake school, but somebody okay, did. Kalil, you're just <laughs> no, but it's true. But like, start an actual university. You know, but people know what I'm talking about. Into you know something I'm ta- a little I'm bit gonna, different. I'm not going to mention it, but you, we should do something in that vein and start our own universities. Yes, right? that is then, an option for new educational but opportunities. Real, but it has to be real yes, curriculum. Yes, that are accredited. <laughs> yeah, real that curriculum. Allow for thriving environments for students that, that don't only serve sushi. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, okay, <laughs> just putting it out there yep. so people know it. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what's a, what's a, what's the scenario? It's scenario time. Scenario one. 
Shateza struggled all throughout high school. She attended within her district, but feels they never catered to her learning style. She feels she should find a job as soon as possible so she can save up and move to L.A. Her counselor tells her she should have a good shot at attending a four-year college for performing arts. Do you think affirmative action would help Shatasia be accepted to college even though her grades are low? Mm. That's such a broad question and such a leading question. So now, no, since you're I mean, shut most down. of the questions are like that. That's funny. This is one of the first times that you brought that up, but most of the questions are leading. Oh, of course, that's they intentional. Are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The I, I know they are. Yes. <laughs> that's funny. You brought it up, yes. though. But it, like, to me, it was so glaring, glaring to like it was just wild today. So it's just, wow. it was just really out of pocket oh, for okay. today. <laughs> for me, at least. But either way, you but. said okay, yeah. If it's shot down, it's not. But but if it was not shot down, oh, okay. would it still so, help? Um, so if, if affirmative action was still legally uh, enforceable, would it help her in this scenario? Uh, so I would say... <sighs> I mean, I, you know, I've done admissions work from a law school perspective. I haven't done it at the collegiate level a little bit. I mean, not officially, but I've done it from, you know, a little bit of, of that type of work. And I would say ultimately admissions officers are trying to typically are trying to be more holistic, I think, in how they assess students. And so based on this information, it seems to me, even if you just have low grades and it's not clear like what else she did in school or what are other things that she could demonstrate that shows what type of student and what type of success she would have on the on campus then no i don't think affirmative action would help her and also we don't know what school she would be applying to she, for all you know she could only apply to historically black colleges and then uh there's no <laughs> trick question uh, no application <laughs> that's a good <laughs> so, one uh so from this basis as per usual more more information would be needed to <laughs> address oh, the man. question but on the surface my answer is no oh okay yeah i mean my answer is yes i think affirmative action would help her because i think mm-hmm. that that's part of what affirmative action did is that it said all right your school your your even though your your gpa might be low maybe you still have a shot at doing this college thing so we're gonna let you in, and we're You're gonna. You're so flippant about we're gonna deny. and how you talk about it too. <laughs> it is not just like show your race card and you enter the club, Khalil. Like, yeah, but I, I feel like it, it's a little boost, though. It's it's kind of like saying, you know, you I didn't like, do this and oh this. My gosh, but like I a got Republican. <laughs> like <laughs> you, you it know, is I'm not how that's used. I'm sitting in, in the middle. It is not used like that. That's but you're so used? flippant and you're so biased. But it seems like it seems it. like I mean, how else would you use it? It seems like it is like not that's like that. It's kind of like, hey, you have twelve cards. And one of your cards is is saying, hey, this person happened to be a black person. But it is, hey, look at this person. They had a 3.8 or 3.4 out of a 4.0. And they did this and they led this in their church. And they did like it's a consideration. It is not the entrance. This is what it'll do because just imagine this school. We can make it small numbers like there's 10 people that let's say there's only 10 people that apply Mm -hmm. to this school. And nine of them or all right, 10 of them. Or the 10 people can only be accepted in this school. Yeah. So 10 people that apply are white. One black person's apply. That black person's getting in no matter what. 
But see that, but see what you're talking about is like it's bordering the, on the idea of like a quota of like oh we got to have one not, person. I know, and the quotas I know it's are not illegal. a it's not it a quota not, necessary, but it, but they say all right. I mean, so what I'm saying we is, have no diversity, right? So let's yeah, but, let's but, take but a shot at this but person. But they're not going to take a shot on someone just because you happen to be walking and talking in black. What they're going to do is they're going to take a shot on someone who is competitive within their arena, and their arena may be less, a little bit right. less competitive based on the other applicant but just, pools. But we're not just. Staying. But we just say all that is a hope, though. That we hope we hope they do. We yeah. hope they were doing it that way. But we don't know that for sure, saying, though, right? I mean, to the best of what you can do, based on what you put on paper, the, right? And that, what that's, you do in your interviews. So I think like, that's the biggest affirmative action. It's, it's like a slippery slope because it's like you you have no proof that that's what actually what was happening because it wasn't. It's like the admissions process isn't so transparent that black and brown people's lives are no, harder no. in this country. We know and that. that they need additional support. Yeah, I'm that fine is with not that. But all I want to say <laughs> is that. I mean, affirmative action, we don't know if... I mean, it's using discrimination to try to fix the discrimination that's been... It is not discrimination, discrimination to fix been... discrimination. What it's saying is we're acknowledging discrimination and we're creating... We created a tool to help counter future generational disparity. But guess by what? Just, by, it's, all, it's out of the pocket. It's done. So you don't have to worry tomorrow. Yeah, so, it's done. So now people... Cause that's <laughs> so now they can just discriminate nilly-willy and have fun. No, the, the, the problem is, is I mean, if, if you're trying to... If you try to create a place where discrimination is illegal, you can't have discriminatory practices on the book, which I know America has a lot of that. Though. It's not. It, it's equalization. It is. I don't understand how you don't understand the fact that if there are multi generations that have benefited from generational I wealth and resources, that. why? How can you counter that without With saying? Quotas. <laughs> but the quotas are not allowed, and quotas are more discriminatory because it is saying I don't think so. we are going to put in place no matter what. We're going to find a black and brown body to fill. A yeah, seat. we're going to make this That's a diverse college no matter what. What we're saying is let's. Look at the competitiveness of different communities, even if it's slightly different than what our normal or quote unquote average standard is. And we're going to give those people well, you know opportunities because they would normally not be I'm, given I'm, an opportunity to attend here. That I'm, is what does affirmative action. I'm, I'm for fixing the real problem at hand. Like yeah, but we're what you're suggesting is actually fixing racism. Education. Which is like no, 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 not no, not racism. Some people, you know. No, no, I'm, I'm talking about fixing the playing field of just education because the problem, like we were talking about, that the wealthy kids get yeah, they get well, more I mean, resources. That's a problem. Good luck trying to convince people to that all people deserve equality to resources and funding. Good luck with that. Yeah, right. That's, like that's the, the issue. what you're saying is is monumentally challenging beyond belief. But, I mean, that's, that's far worse that's, of an issue. But that's what the country. That's what the far country worse. would want to be. Oh, of course about, they though. would. But then that would be acknowledging that people need the same. That people need to be prioritized and equalized in our society and. We are not there. Well, I mean, yeah, because... <laughs> people are not there. Are at saying that all people deserve access to equal things. Okay. But, well, you know, people would lie, <laughs> okay. right? I think a problem is people think people do have equal access exactly. to all things. Exactly. That's not even, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's not even a reality for people across the, this nation. <laughs> that people all don't people have the that, same though. things. People yeah. would say, My, like, oh, you yeah, know, you I came to this country that. with nothing you did to. Yeah, see? Nope. Nope, it's a different narrative. <laughs> and people love well, to do the struggle game, person, right? Yeah. Like, I struggled in this, my family struggled in this, and they they want to compare against slavery. They want to, yeah, well, like, instead well, of getting to the root of the issue, here. which is there is lack and of access to resources across communities, that is a reality. If, if you know, until we can get people to acknowledge that, you can't even tackle getting people to, to equalize the funding scheme for schools. 
Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's an uphill battle, but mm-hmm. I mean it's we pulled the band aid off of yeah. The, we started with this, so we're gonna have to keep <laughs> off that on, open wound. So we're gonna have to we're gushing. gonna have to have some hard conversations, I guess. And leaders are really gonna have to battle, and we're and people to are gonna have out. to figure out how do you get people to acknowledge the disparity. I think the tech is country. gonna do it. Tech is the that's the way I think, forward. I think, I think it's a way to move it's forward. Be tech. Yeah. As long as you can get <laughs> tech day. access across communities, it's coming. it's coming. Then sure, we have broadband being built for lower access yeah. communities. So, so we've got to give people equal it's opportunity it's to succeed and to thrive in this country. It is not acceptable to say, you know, wealth is the name of the game. You either have it in do- or you don't. That's not but that's, acceptable. See, people don't say that even though it, it's a freaking lie. It's anybody can attain wealth. All you need to do is work yeah, hard. that's not. <laughs> nope. Remember, nope, nope, nope. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Yeah, exactly. But we're not well, giving you boots. The bootstraps were <laughs> no built on you. top of the, you know, the backs of certain communities, right? So... Let's not forget historicalness of this country. Yeah, it's yeah, that's a multifaceted issue. Mm-hmm. Scenario two: Ada Boyega is an all-around superstar at his school. He plays nearly every sport for each season, while still making time to attend mathematics competitions and even tutors his peers. He recently was accepted into all of the colleges he applied to with a full ride. A buddy of his told him the only reason he got in was due to affirmative action. Do you think affirmative action diminishes Ada Boyega's personal achievements? Uh, yeah, so that person who spoke to him that way is not his friend. I just want to clarify that. It's a buddy, though. Yeah, that's not a buddy. That's a frenemy, I think, what the young, youngsters Just because they made one it. mistake? Yep. Because <laughs> that is all so degrading to say to someone. It is a uh, It thing, is though. so offensive, considering what, again, what these fictional facts are. So... <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that you point out that they're fictional because this could I nail somebody to down to the Because I, I don't want them looking for like articles <laughs> in relation to this and be like, where are they citing this? Like, oh, where right. is this person? Is he in Minnesota? Like, I don't want people to. <laughs> but I mean, you say, you say like so that. I just stated just. It should be kind of like the conversation. It should be like any any like resemblance to historical or or actual yeah. people is purely coincidental that's what really it should cool. be it yes. shouldn't be what you said that it's like it's an episode of a hbo episode or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah because all i'm basically saying is this could be a person in real life this okay. could be not cool. that it is all right all right so uh based on these facts as presented here you know it would be so degrading and so disgusting to say to someone who is not only succeeding in their academic journey but is also taking the time to add to demonstrate their their competency and their skill and their passions regarding mathematics to be able to be a tutor you know what it takes to tutor other people you have to know your stuff to really be able to tutor and educate others and to have someone turn around in your face and say it's because of the color of your skin that allowed you to have success in the next part of your journey disgusting deplorable sounds like that person is jealous af <laughs> and that is not the reason why he seemingly got into the schools what it sounds like to me from these facts is that he is a superstar as stated in the facts and that is why he has been admitted to the schools of his choice as someone who also did very well in my schools i did not have the highest sat but i killed it in every other aspect of my educational journey thus feel very proud about my penn state admission um and admission to all schools i apply to uh but you know i would be deplored at someone who would say oh well you happen to be black so you got in that's disgusting so this is this question is interesting because yes i i do agree with you he didn't get in because he was black that's not the reason Mm -hmm. but 
did affirmative action on its face diminishes personal achievements because see through it, people's perception yeah because now it but gives not people in reality in reality no. might but it gives people but the option to say yes. guess what Affir- the only reason but you're doing this is because of how action. people perceive I know. it's like how so you like this. to use it oh you're black you got it everywhere it's, it's um it's not it's me so using deplorable. it i'm just thinking i'm like i'm playing the devil's advocate yes, and i know speaking that's to the what republican the people are, narrative yes. <laughs> that's what everyone's saying like they don't want to say it out loud they, i'm saying well, the quiet people do say it out loud they do yeah pretty much but so to me the answer to this question is I think it does diminish it because it allows people to even say that, mm-hmm. hey, you didn't, you only got in here because of that. So now with that gone, people can't even say it anymore. They can, but they're just idiots, right? They could say the moon is on the sun. They're, they're, they don't have a brain. But now with affirmative action gone, they can't say that, oh, you only got in because you're black. They can't say that. Yeah, now. but it just begs the question so if that, he's still going to get in, if he would still oh, get into all the schools. See, that's where, but, but that's where we have and, to remain oh, but see, and, and this, and see, that's important. He yeah. better get into all the schools. Well, yeah, if because otherwise then because it wouldn't then technically be proving was, that point. Yeah, see. But so it remains to be seen. <laughs> time will tell, won't Yeah, it? that's a time will tell thing. Mm-hmm. But, but at least I, I think going but on forward, the face, in theory, somebody like this, be, yeah. they don't. That buddy's never going to say that. They're just going to be like, "Man, he's just—he yeah, really is a star." And that is not your that friend. Someone who says but maybe, that to you. Maybe he want to come out and he can't come out and say that. He can only think bad thoughts in his head now. Well, he can do that to himself. He should find better friends. But he has. I mean, this is just one of his. Yeah. Buddy. That's not. That's mm-hmm. not. I didn't say that was one a best friend. Or anything. That's it. Yeah. Scenario three. G is a Chinese American who applied to a competitive college. He has been on the dean's list every year, is captain of the lacrosse team, and an editor for his high school newspaper. Unfortunately, his application was denied. Do you think affirmative action prevented him from being accepted into his college of choice? Uh, is this a college that is a, a, an Ivy League school or just a, a state school? or what It's, type like, of school? it's an Ivy League um it's so again based on these facts it would it, no on its face i would not say affirmative action prevented him from his college of choice i would say competitiveness of the school environments he was applying to prevented his because again unfortunately in life if it's not already clear to y'all as good as you are there's somebody better <laughs> and there's also somebody worse than you and the reality is if you are trying to get into an ivy league school there is a cap size on how many people they admit and you can be as competitive as you think you are they it's the creme de la creme like top of the top of the top that get at admittance into these schools and unfortunately these sound like tremendous accomplishments however it's not clear to me what what uh is, is this the most competitive standing point he could be in? Because I don't see reference to SAT scores. Also don't know what other additional uh, career, uh, extracurricular activities he did. That in of itself to me is not enough. If you're going to a Harvard, a Yale, a Princeton, you need a little bit more, darling. Uh, oh, wow. But yes, absolutely. For the people that I know went to those schools, they, they did... 25 things <laughs> and also had a three nine or higher and you know like and had a 1500 and higher on that like they were supreme human beings now you know like so this in and of itself it's cute but <laughs> like it's cute like you're doing stuff you're cute well, but I mean, are you no, gangster no, i don't think you're gangster oh really wow not for some collegiate experiences well. oh okay wow harvard yale i mean you're talking the best of the best right you're talking people who are superhuman that's yeah. not enough based on these facts <laughs> it's cute like that's cute. okay all right that's now the interesting thing is 
we didn't mention it all throughout the episode, but this is actually the reason why this affirmative action had been mm-hmm. struck down. An Asian American actually brought the case up that mm-hmm. they weren't able to enter into their college of choice because of affirmative action. Yeah, so, that is a perception for some people, of but course. The, it, perception or not, that br- that brought down... This is why mm-hmm. the Supreme Court had their ruling on it was just because of the suit brought up by okay. that. So what, them, yeah. what they argue is now that with affirmative action gone... That now the Asian American rates of um, attendance at these colleges is going to rise. You know, it'll be funny if it doesn't. So yeah, like I've <laughs> seen. Be funny if so it I've doesn't. seen number. Like and I can see that. We've seen numbers yeah, yeah. where it's it shows that when they take away affirmative action, it's not more. I Asians think that don't some people seats. think that that they is think again. That there's does, a perception that the the loss of is for someone to make space for some is the diminishing diminishing of others. It's, I know it didn't, it didn't work <laughs> like that a, before, but we'll a see. This uh, is a, scar- a scarcity mindset issue, right? There's enough pie for everyone. And a, as you mentioned, at the end of the day, students need to be really thinking about what are the best schools for you to get the job of your choice, not the jo- college of your choice. People focus on the college of their choice. What is the job of your choice? You know how many people go to school and don't have a clue what they want to be or how many times they have to change over their major, self-included? <laughs> Why are you going to a college? without mapping out what you want to do in this world because that college is the bridge to that destiny and that future if you lack clarity in that maybe that needs to be more of the focal point than the college of your choice and mic drop (laughs) booyah and then what if g actually had a a secret project that Mm -hmm. Copy AI. Was that he actually invented Chat GPT? Facts. Facts. Does that change my vision? Well, now that's sad. Uh, But I would say then, then yes, then I would be more inclined to say that. uh, Well, hmm, interesting. It depends because colleges are actually really struggling with. Uh, this whole, you know, copy AI, chat GPT situation, because so many students are like, cool, I never write a paper ever again. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, they could write all your mission yeah. letters now. Right? So they're really struggling with you that. And so AI I don't know do if it. schools would look too kindly at someone who created the, the platform. <laughs> I think they might be a little bit bad. Like, oh, okay. You know, well, you know still... people always love to blame the founders of change. But That's in true. theory, it like happen. it sounds like a billionaire coming up. So <laughs> good for you. So maybe right? he doesn't even need college. Exactly. Right? Maybe skip you should that. just go and just get your little online certificate, honey. <laughs> <laughs> and you bet the richest people in this and world then guess what he can do, do later. not have college degrees. Booyah. And he can he can just do a hefty donation and he'll get And he'll get his honorary, honorable degree. He'll get an honorary degree. doctorate. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. This life is hilarious because at the end of the day people are, are so up it. in arms you know he gets his pay so for it later. pissed off and at the end of the day you can buy your degree. So yeah, I don't know what we're quarreling about. What's the quarrel? Where's the lie? There is none. <laughs> okay it's, then. It's, it's pretty cool. Exactly. But, yeah I mean I don't think of, in this case I don't think affirmative action actually prevented him from being mm-hmm. accepted. Like I said he's cute but to me, that's a, to me, you're saying, it's it's, cute. Like you're you're saying cute. all that stuff. But I mean, even if he had more things that would have helped him get in, and he doesn't get in, it's a competitive college, right? You yeah. might There might have been just too many applications. Too many people year. that had similar. Because again, if they, what if there were 500 people that had the exact same background? Yeah, that's the issue. That is a possibility. It's, it's a possibility. And, and I think the biggest thing that people don't know is 
there's not so much transparency in this submission process. It's nope. not like they show you all the numbers. All right, these are all the groups of people that apply to this. Yep. Great. We don't all see all no. those numbers, and this was all their qualifications. Yeah, like, we, we don't. We don't see like a, a database of that. That's if an we saw that, perspective. And just now, make them what a number. if that was required for college admission that you could see the yeah, you your see applicant the applicants Woo! and just it everybody would totally change people's perspective. Like oh <laughs> yeah, because then you could be like now oh, I see why I didn't. Get that's it. why yeah. because there were literally five thousand people exactly like me yeah i see. got you because i, I, I think that's that. the biggest problem is people are just making assumptions here. oh yeah just we're just saying like, oh, oh we see someone else and they're like oh how dare because you know what they'll do because i think some schools will release like oh we had this many applicants oh right? yeah but, but you that don't doesn't know tell profiles. you anything about them though you don't know like the <laughs> so facebook profile like yeah if they really put some transparency behind this then we could see and i think that's would the really issue really here. well people would try to harm people though that's why they can't when they harm people I mean, if you found out, like, I mean, they would have to, like, hide the names or because well, yeah, people even, would try to attack even the Even the comp, like, you'd have to know how to, like, categorize stuff mm-hmm. where it's so general that they can't pinpoint yeah, who you are. Yeah, because if they could identify, it would be yeah. problematic. Yeah. So that would be the problem. You'd have to learn how to categorize. It would be a whole thing. You'd have, mm-hmm. you'd have to develop the system to do that. But someone listening to this might. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. So, okay. Missed opportunity. Hey, give us credit, too. Hey, yeah, shout like out, say, Wilfred. Guess Thank who you. inspired you. Thank and you. guess who was helping you develop the algorithm? Hey, this fictional character. <laughs> no, no, Natasha was helping develop exactly. the algorithm. Exactly. <laughs> She's telling you exactly how Where's she Where's the lie in that? <laughs> <laughs> we are at that time again. It's coming to the end of our 305th episode of Woke and Free. Quite the episode asking the question and really discussing is affirmative action needed for equality in school now Khalil what do folks need to do now come back next week for the new Woken Free Wednesday episode make sure you follow us on social media to follow along in the conversation make sure you tune in next week for Woken Free Wednesday to join the conversation at WokenFree.com if you are interested in sharing topic ideas we would welcome them on our contact us page at WokenFree.com that's W-O-K-E-N F-R-E-E.com and again we would love for you to follow us and share your thoughts with all of our online conversations or social conversations you can find us on Facebook Instagram Twitter YouTube TikTok Pinterest and LinkedIn at Woken Free. And of course, all sponsorship and collaboration queries should be directed to our contact us page at WokenFree.com. If you didn't already subscribe, please do share the episode and make sure you come back to join the conversation every Wednesday for Woken Free Wednesdays. Remember, Woken Free is more than a podcast. It is a way of life. Until next time.